Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. crisis. Our republic is collapsing. The dollar is losing its world reserve currency. Our borders have been purposely lowered. We are occupied by a corporate global force that seeks to destroy all nation states and the family. And if they're going to bring down the world, they've got to bring down the United States of America first. No matter what you think of President Trump, this is the greatest legal crisis in U.S. history. Every major analyst agrees that this is beyond unprecedented and is truly a bellwether or a harbinger of the end of the republic. Now you know why Soros has put in over 2,000 district attorneys and county attorneys and controls 22 attorney generals. He's overthrown countless countries, and he will overthrow America if we let him. When I say Soros, I mean the people he represents. This is a very vicious, organized crime syndicate. But it's being forced out in the open and it's doing all this because the world, not just America, is waking up to these captors and saying we refuse to be your slaves. Now, Roger Stone was on yesterday and the last thing he said is Trump is still going to be indicted any time now. And of course, we now know Trump knew yesterday before they even announced it that that was the case because his lawyer had talked Thursday evening to the puppet district attorney in Manhattan. Roger Stone predicted it yesterday. He'll be joining us in 15 minutes. Robert Barnes is going to be riding shotgun. Owen's going to be coming in as well with his excellent analysis. And somebody wanted to get on for a long time Alan Dershowitz is going to be on with us coming up in the second hour to give his historical legal views on this as well. So a big broadcast lined up for you here today. Let's play a short clip of Roger Stone on the show yesterday saying Trump will still be indicted. 
there's nothing to prevent uh, a U.S. citizen from being nominated uh, and running for president while under indictment. Uh, in fact, uh, not all of the alleged crimes against Trump would prevent him from running or being president, although violation being convicted of violation of the 14th Amendment would preclude you from running for federal office. So I think it is entirely possible, in fact, likely at this point, that Donald Trump will be waging a campaign to save this country, a crusade, as it were, a 2024 campaign, while under criminal indictment uh, by a by a uh, politically motivated prosecutor. And I actually think that is the the backdrop that virtually ensures his election. People can see through this, and I think they do see through this. And he went on to predict he will be indicted soon. We'll have more of that coming up. Roger Stone joins us in about 10 minutes from now. And we will also be talking to Alan Dershowitz, Robert Barnes, Owen Schroyer. Um, we're looking to get uh, Ted Nugent on him and talking to him. He's pretty pissed. Big broadcast lineup for you on this Friday show. Don't forget, we'll be back Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. Central as well. Waging war on corruption. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. It's Friday, March 31st, 2023. We are a republic. We are a world sliding into classical tyranny. Wow. President Trump, 34 count indictment. We now learn they called up Trump's lawyer on Thursday and said we want him to turn himself in tomorrow. So Trump knew Thursday evening. But a week and a half ago, Alvin Bragg had done that once, saying we're going to indict him in a couple days. We want you to turn yourself in. And then when Trump said it, they went, oh, you're crazy. You're making it up. The late night comics made jokes about it. Trump made it up. He's not being indicted. Boy, he lies a lot. Well, Trump, the last time they tried to trick him to come out and announce he was being indicted, he didn't announce it because he didn't know it was true. They lie so much. But now they've officially announced that it's still sealed, but it's 34 counts. To describe how this pretty much completes our journey into being a banana republic, let's play a clip from Senator Josh Hawley, who's a former prosecutor himself, talking about this situation. I think he sums it up best on Tucker last night. Well, I think what this is about is nothing to do with the rule of law, Jesse. Obviously, this is about power. It is a demonstration of raw power. I think the Democrats know this has nothing to do with the law. They're sending a message, and the message is they will use any power that they have to interfere in the next presidential election. They will not willingly allow Donald Trump to run for president. They will not willingly lose the next election. They're going to use every means at their disposal. And Jesse, these are the same people who have sent SWAT teams to pro-life activists who use the FBI against parents at school board meetings. They will do anything, use any kind of power to try and hold on to their own privileges, their own positions. And we're seeing that tonight. This is just unprecedented in American history. And the only way out now is to win. And that's him on another Fox show. I I also have him on Tucker as well. Uh, Let's play a clip from Tucker. Here's Tucker. The whole monologues on Infowars.com. Let's play a few minutes of it, but he does a good summation. Here it is. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, a Fox News alert. American politics was thrown into complete chaos 
perhaps permanently, about three hours ago, when a grand jury in Manhattan, one of the most liberal cities in America, a place where 80% voted for Joe Biden in the last election, decided to indict Biden's political opponent in the upcoming election, the Republican frontrunner, a man who leads by 30 points in polls, Donald Trump. And the jury did this at the urging of a man called Alvin Bragg. He's the Manhattan district attorney who has been famous so far by making the city much more dangerous by refusing to enforce laws against crimes like robbery and rape. Now, we don't know at this hour what the indictment says. We don't know specifically what the charges are. But previous news reports suggest they will emanate from an alleged payment seven years ago, a payment that federal regulators said violated no law, but that Alvin Bragg apparently believes is a crime. Either way, the net result is Donald Trump is the first former president of the United States ever to be indicted. So no matter what happens next, we can be certain there is no coming back from this moment. There could be retaliation from red states. The governor of Florida has already said, Ron DeSantis has already issued a statement saying that he will not participate in any extradition of Donald Trump to New York. That's apparently scheduled for next week. As you can probably tell, we're not certain of the full outlines of the story, but we know this moment is a historic one. We want to set tonight in facts, those that we have so far. We're going to do that as we always do with the help of Fox's Trace Gallagher, who is with us tonight on set. Hey, Trace. And we're going to have more of DeSantis coming up on this, but it's important to remember, Tucker, that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has chosen to pursue a case that was investigated and rejected by two previous sets of prosecutors because, one, the case is politically explosive, as we all know, and, two, it requires using largely untested legal theory. In fact, even Alvin Bragg himself initially decided against prosecuting Trump. The case, as Tucker was saying, is centered around a one $130,000 payment to porn star Stormy Daniels, who claims she had an affair with Trump. The DA, Alvin Bragg, could not charge this case as a misdemeanor because the statute of limitations on a misdemeanor ran out back in 2018. And to charge it as a felony, the Manhattan DA had to perform what many call legal gymnastics and say it was a campaign finance violation going down that road. Numerous legal experts have pointed out that it would be monumentally improbable to prove that Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels in an effort to win the White House instead of, say, an effort to save his marriage, etc. Here's law professor Jonathan Turley weighing in on the indictment just a short time. All right, we're going to have more of this coming up, but first, Roger Stone's going to be joining us coming up in the next segment. Robert Barnes is joining us. Alan Dershowitz is joining us and a lot of other big guests today. Owen Schroer will also come in and give his commentary uh, here today. But let's just restate the facts here. Trump is, in most polls, 25 to 30 points ahead of all the other Republicans, namely DeSantis. In every major national poll, he's 5 to 15 points ahead of Biden in a rematch right now. So going into the election two years ago plus, he was neck and neck with Biden in those same polls. So People really miss Trump. People understand we have total incompetence and evil running wild. We know that Soros has defunded the police, controls the DAs in almost every city, and that he is weaponizing the legal system. Now, Owen Schroyer is facing prison time for being outside the Capitol trying to stop people going in. While Ray Epps told the January 6th Kangaroo Committee that he, quote, orchestrated the attack, 
because they had text messages where he said it, he's free. Roger Stone uh, had to be pardoned for doing absolutely nothing. Uh, these very same organizations, top Democrat Party law firms, you can look at the news, uh, are trying to shut down InfoWars right now and trying to run around saying in the news, I'm a criminal, they want me in jail. Not a shred of truth to any of it. But this is the weaponization because they know what we're promoting is constitutional and is popular and is growing in popularity. And they know that President Trump is the president. They stole it from him two years ago, but there's no doubt he's riding on a giant wave right now. And if the election was held today, no matter how much election fraud, when you have a tsunami that big, you can't stop it with just dead people's names and having people vote. You'll run out of the mail-in ballots. You'll run out. They, they barely were able to steal it from Trump two years ago. You saw the magic ballots come in. And they closed the doors in the different states like Pennsylvania, like Georgia, like Michigan, like Arizona. And you see the same thing still in the election from Kerry Lake when only in Republican uh, jurisdictions did the Democrats who controlled the state, the lady that won the governorship by fraud, was running the election, where they gave the, the conservative precincts, Republican precincts, ballots that didn't work. Oh, don't worry, we'll hand count those later. So they know there's a tsunami so big that they're not going to be able to stop Trump. And so they are throwing the Republican to crisis. And I believe they're going to have a whole bunch of indictments cascading on him, believing it will create the perception that he really is a criminal and that when they indict people around him, which you know is coming, it's already been going on, but it's about to get a lot worse, they're hoping some of them will turn state evidence and bear false witness like Judas Iscariot did after the Last Supper for the 30 pieces of silver. So I'm not comparing Trump to Christ. I'm comparing these Judas goats that are out there to Judas Iscariot. So that's where we are. And this is a desperate globalist group that's losing control worldwide, losing control here domestically. And instead of slowing down their operation and, and trying to back off a little, that they'd be smart, they'd still maintain control. They're forcing a confrontation with all their inept minions and ham-fisted uh, operatives. And all I can say is we need to call for peace. We need to speak out against violence because I can tell you right now the next card they're going to play is going to be false flag terror attacks to blame it on Trump supporters and really try to bring in official dictatorship outlawing American populism and, quote, Trumpism uh, in America. Biden's already said the main t terror enemy is white conservative voters and people that question elections or forced injections. So, so you see the battle lines being drawn. You see the civil war uh, they're trying to tee up, and we do not want to play that game. And the good news is all the numbers show people are seeing through this, so they've got a big problem on their hands. The globalists are losing. But that makes it even more dangerous. Roger Stone straight ahead. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. 
Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hey, everybody. If you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing. We've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com, and discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away. At SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. and disinformation. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have lived to see history. The first former or current president indicted. This is the hallmark of dictatorships and banana republics. The globalists are losing control, and so they're throwing down the gauntlet. I believe this will be the first of many other indictments in Georgia and also federal indictments against Trump to send a message to everybody else, you sit down and you shut up and you turn your children over to us and your guns over to us and your life over to us or we will lock your ass in prison. We're turning loose the murderers, the rapists, the killers, the bank robbers, and we're going to throw your ass in the prisons, and that's what they're everywhere saying. So the deep state is in overdrive. This is an emergency broadcast, Republic in Crisis, Robert Barnes will be riding shotgun with me coming up. Alan Dershowitz is scheduled to be on. But right now, I'm going to go to the man that predicted Trump would be indicted on this show yesterday, and that he thought this 30-day hiatus was a uh, smokescreen, is Roger Stone, one of the few people that has been in the same shoes that our embattled President Trump is in now. But the good news is this is backfiring, and the polls are shooting straight up for Trump, the immovable object comes into contact with the unstoppable force, Roger Stone. Uh, Alex, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, We talked about this yesterday on your show. Uh, And once again, uh, InfoWars, tomorrow's news today. Um, I thought that the the, uh, break that the grand jury was taking for a month was a head fake, uh, and indeed it is. 
And therefore, now President Donald Trump has another historic first. Uh, he is not only the first president to be indicted by a grand jury, uh, he's the first president of the United States to have his home raided by the FBI. He is the first president to be uh, impeached but not convicted twice. He is the first president to be wiretapped by the FBI prior to his becoming president. He is the first president banned on social media. Uh, they will do absolutely anything and everything to stop Donald Trump, uh, really because he is the guy who's drawn a line in the sand. Uh, as I said on yesterday's show, when he said, uh, under a second Trump presidency, the State Department, the defense bureaucracy, the intelligence services, and all the rest will be completely overhauled and reconstituted to fire the deep state folks controlling them and put those who support America first in charge. That was an all-out declaration of war. Now, if you're unhappy about some of the things President Trump did in his first term, there can be no doubt what he will now do uh, in his second term. He is an older uh, and wiser individual. Uh, I think that he came to Washington uh, with great intentions, but with a misunderstanding that not everyone in the Republican Party was on his side uh, and that there were institutions of government uh, and the media who, from the moment that he was elected, were dedicated to uh, removing him and destroying him if, if necessary. And now, just like they did in your kangaroo cases, the judge and others are talking about gagging the president. So now they want to gag the leading presidential candidate and the former president in an election cycle. This is beyond transparent. Uh, first of all, I think it's patently unconstitutional. But uh, look, very few people can appreciate how the president feels personally at this moment. Uh, George Papadopoulos would be one, Paul Manafort would be one, uh, General Michael Flynn, uh, and then Alex, uh, you yourself, you know what it is to be in the eye of the storm uh, and to have the full force of state and federal government come at you, completely violate all of your constitutional rights. Nowhere in the U.S. Constitution does it say that if you're charged with a crime at either the state or the federal level, that you forfeit your free speech rights. Uh, but in my case, uh, as in I think potentially in this case, a federal judge issued a gag order in which I could not defend myself. I couldn't come back on InfoWars. I couldn't go on any forum whatsoever. I couldn't post on social media, although frankly I was banned on most of them at the time anyway. But I couldn't go to StoneZone.com uh, and post an article in my own defense, which is why today... I can't go to dinner, say, on a Sunday night with my family, my wife, my children, my grandchildren, without some hopped up trans radical leftist coming up to the table and calling me a Russian traitor, of which, of course, there is no evidence whatsoever. But I can see how this poor misguided individual might get that impression because CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, the Business Insider, uh, they were allowed to repeat this unchallenged narrative. Absolutely. Uh, and I had no ability to defend myself. Trump is now potentially in the exact same position. It is outrageous. Uh, and of course, it is the president's right. This is all election interference. He is not only a former president, 
but he's also the leading candidate, announced candidate, federal candidate for the Republican nomination for president. Uh, and that is really what is at the root of all this. They do not, in my opinion, want to run against Donald Trump again. He's beaten them once. It is highly likely he beat them twice. Uh, and now if you look at the polls, um, he would beat Joe Biden again tomorrow, even in the wake of this news. And I want to talk about that next segment because you're the real political expert on this. The time frame of them trying to get him in jail before the election. But if you look at that, he could easily draw this out and then be the president again and obviously pardon himself. We'll talk about that. But but you, you mentioned guilty until proven innocent. I had two judges literally in rigged cases say I was guilty, not let me put on evidence, and then basically rig juries to decide how guilty I am. She said, he is guilty, he will pay money, and he has hundreds of millions of dollars, which wasn't true. Wouldn't let us say, point that out, wasn't true, and then did that. So that's the civil system. Imagine how rigged in places like New York and D.C. and Austin the criminal systems uh, have become. But what do you make of Pelosi? We just put the statement on air saying he is guilty until proven innocent and he needs to respect the system and keep his mouth shut because she said he's been given given the opportunity to prove his innocence. No, you're not given it. It's right there, given to us by God, not by the state. What do you make of her saying he is guilty until proven innocent? Well, this is the obvious danger of drunk tweeting. I really suggest people try to avoid drunk tweeting. Clearly, uh, Nancy Pelosi has no understanding of the U.S. Constitution. The president has no obligation to prove his innocence. The government has to somehow seek to prove uh, his guilt. Uh, and they have a, an extraordinarily weak case, a case that multiple federal prosecutors reviewed and rejected. It's an abomination. Stonezone.com. Stonezone.com. We're going to come right back with Roger Stone with more critical analysis. You will not get anywhere else. And then Alan Dershowitz, Robert Barnes, Owen Schroyer. I'm Alex Jones. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does eat any introduction. Does such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWarsStore.com. And now, the fourth toothpaste designed by my dad. The last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there, experience these great products and others, and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Yes, New York City is turning into a criminal Soros-run gang. There is the district attorney, Alvin Bragg. We just showed you some footage of him arriving at the courthouse. 
last night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, final segment with Roger Stone. He'll obviously be on with us a lot because he's right in the center of the storm. We could have a better expert on with us. Let me just say this very quickly. I've been so distracted with news and information lately. You notice I've barely been promoting products or plugging things. And I was talking to accountants this morning and they said, Jones, you're about to slip back in the red. You need to go to your audience and get the funds. And so I want to thank you all. Plus, these are great tools to wake people up. I want to thank you all that have been supporting. I want to encourage those of you that have been spreading the word and praying with the broadcast to continue that, but to also go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War of the World or the fundraiser signed copy that is a donation to keep us on air. And there's only 400 or 300 or so signed copies left, and then I'm not going to do any more signed copies of this book. I'm going to do another limited edition book later. Uh, it's going to have a few more chapters in it, and we're going to put a piece of art in it with a signature, but that's going to be even more limited edition. Your last chance to get just the simple signed book and be part of the fundraiser. Also, um, I misunderstood them. Uh, I was told we'd gotten 5,000 T-shirts and that we were about to sell out on Monday of Alex Jones for president, which is a way to have talk and meet like-minded people and spread the word. Not seriously running for president, but it's just a fun shirt. Very good-looking shirt, navy blue, with Alex Jones for president 2024 on the back, Infowars.com. That It was the fact that we had 5,000 larges, and extra larges, which is what we mainly sell, those are almost sold out. We do have smalls, mediums, and triple X large, but we're almost out of large and extra large, but more coming in in a few weeks. If you want to get the shirt, it's available right now, and it keeps us on air. It's made of a very nice fabric, very high quality, and it's a fundraiser shirt. So InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. And while you're at it, go over to StoneZone.com and get some of Roger Stone's uh, did nothing wrong shirts and more because he's in the middle of the fight just like I am. And I'm not bitching at people. I'm just saying you want warriors to take on the deep state. You want people to expose the Great Reset and the New World Order and everything we do here and have a huge effect? We're doing it. But we are your warriors fighting for you, fighting for ourselves, fighting for our families. And we need everybody to step up and certainly share the articles and videos because we're not doing this to lose. We are winning hearts and minds. The globalist-owned documents leak all the time. They admit they're losing control globally and here domestically. That's why they're doing things nobody's ever done before in this country because they're desperate. Now, Roger, I want to raise this point to you and then get your breakdown of it and then how you see this unfolding. They're losing so bad with this in the polls. It's blown up completely in their face. It's causing the entire Republican structure to line up behind Trump. As you said, he's up 25, 30 points now when he was dead heat a month ago with DeSantis. And this new polls are coming out showing him shooting up even higher. Everybody knows he's a martyr. Everybody knows Biden's a pedophile and his son's a pedophile and Chinese agents and the Hunter laptop and all of it. I, I can sit back. I know the enemy's playbook. There is no way without them setting off truck bombs and blaming it on us or a mass shootings or a race attack or something that this is going to work for them. So I see the next card being staged violence to be blamed on us. A, do you agree with that? And B, how do we get out ahead of that and stop that? Because we're winning. We forced them to engage in this open banana republic behavior, which is blowing up further. So, or or am I missing something here? Because I think the only thing they can do now is, uh, I mean, launch World War III maybe, a, a total collapse. I mean, we're already there. Roger Stone, what do you think? Alex, I think it all entirely depends uh, on timing, timing uh, of which we're not sure. Let's be very clear. Even now, we're reacting to a leaked story in the New York Times, then picked up by CNN. We haven't even seen the actual criminal indictment. CNN says there are 34 individual criminal counts. 
how could CNN possibly know that unless, of course, they have an illegal leak from the office of D.A. Alvin Bragg? But whether uh, any charge in New York uh, or in Georgia uh, can actually get to trial prior to the election, that's a question I can't answer. Uh, I do feel more confident talking to uh, constitutional lawyers and folks like Judge Andrew Napolitano, who's going to join me at StoneZone.Live today at five o'clock, that it is unlikely that a federal charge in connection with anything that happened on January 6th or with the president's handling of certain uh, sensitive government documents could get to trial prior to the election. So what happens when the deep state realizes that with each uh, bogus lawfare uh, attack on Donald Trump, he merely grows stronger, uh, then I put nothing whatsoever uh, by them. Notice that the Trump indictment news uh, has wiped this horrific uh, attack in a Nashville Christian school by a trans shooter in which a number of of, uh, of, uh, uh, of Americans were tragically killed. It's wiped it out of the news. Also out of the news, the giant payments that members of the Biden family took uh, from a Chinese energy company, completely out of the news. Uh, I, I put nothing whatsoever by those who are desperate to keep control uh, of the country uh, as the uh, situation deteriorates. The other consideration here, Alex, is uh, if we if we can manage to narrowly avoid being completely vaporized in World War Three because of the shenanigans of this administration uh, in Ukraine, where President Trump has said peaceful and immediate no negotiations and cessation of hostilities would be his single highest priority. Uh, obviously, Biden can't even get Zelensky to the to the peace talk table. Uh, and he is his patron, but they reject any effort to for a negotiated settlement. What will the American economy look like by the time of the 2024 election? Banks are already beginning to fail. Just because they propped up this one bank does not mean that they can prop up all of the banks. Uh, energy costs, once Joe Biden completely depletes uh, our reserves, are going to skyrocket even higher. Uh, I expect the food shortages not only to continue, but as the great Tucker Carlson has exposed, uh, only get worse because of the systematic destruction of food processing industries across the United States. Uh, Inflation is going to go uh, even higher, the rate of inflation, uh, based on the massive spending uh, on this epic effort to stumble us into World War III. Uh, the the crime situation in America is not going to abate. So what will the conditions in America be like on Election Day? I agree with you. We may get to a juncture where the situation in the country is so unstable and the quality of life is so difficult uh, and that even Donald Trump, under uh, what will be widely viewed in the country as a completely bogus and politically motivated charges, Uh, is turbocharged as a candidate uh, and may, in fact, be unstoppable. Let me add a few tidbits to what you said. China and Brazil strike deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. Russia and China already did the deal. India is now doing the deal. Saudi Arabia announced they're doing the deal uh, to now move away from the dollar. I mean, this is 
This is the forced move out of the dollar. It's not going to happen. It has happened. And Glenn Beck had a really great point. I'll try to play the clip later. But he said, we're not going to see a recession or a depression. This is the collapse of the dollar. This is something we've never seen before. So this is all happening. And the the so-called elites running things are too busy trying to start a civil war with Christian conservatives. And as you know, Biden came out yesterday and said, trans are under attack, nothing about the dead Christians, and that they are shaping our soul. I have the disgusting video. And, and, and the press secretary said the same thing. So uh, Keith Oberman came out and said, they're murdering trans, uh, and it's gun owners' fault these people d- died. So they're literally just saying, trans, 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 as Rome burns, it's it's beyond insane. Roger, stay there. I want to get a closing comment from you, and then we'll introduce Robert Barnes coming up, stonezone.com, and that's a good idea. We want to get Apollo Tano on as well. I'm talking to Ted Nugent. He made me on today. Uh, just so much going on, but we're going to have a lot of expert guests here, but we couldn't have a better one than Roger Stone on this subject. Roger, do five more minutes with us. We're going to get Barnes on right now as well. Alan Dershowitz is scheduled to be coming up. That'll be a first of uh, his visit with us. Infowars.com, Video. Stay with us. The fight against the New World Order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. I've got some good news. Our high-quality supplements really work, and we have about an 80% reorder rate with customers. That's the good news. They're amazing. The bad news is around 1% or a little less of our actual viewers and listeners ever go to InfoWarsStore.com and ever actually buy the products. So you're missing out on these products, plus it funds the InfoWar. Think of what we've done with just 1% of our massive audience actually buying products. Think what would happen if those of you on the fence actually went to InfoWarsStore.com and got some of these amazing products. I would recommend Turmeric 95 for your joints, your bones, inflammation to get one of the biggest effects so you reorder and see how great it is. Also, we've got the super high-quality full-spectrum CBD oil that's so good for your neurological systems, your brain, your joints, your bones as well. Or Real Red Pill Plus. Just go try the product, fund the InfoWar, and help us defeat the new order together. InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show on this live Friday, March 31st, 2023 transmission. I uh, had some court and legal things to deal with today, and I was not going to be hosting the show today. Our bankruptcy is going well. InfoWars is getting stabilized. We have a lot of work to do, though, jumping through all these hoops. 
Uh, but I went ahead and carved out time to be here. Robert Barnes was going to be co-hosting with Owen next hour. Then Dershowitz was able to come on today. What's going to happen is I'm going to host into the middle of the next hour uh, with Dershowitz and Barnes and then hand the baton to Barnes to finish up the interview. Then Owen's coming in uh, with a lot of other big guests and news as well in hour three and four here today. And then we'll be back, obviously, Sunday and uh, with my show, 4 to 6 p.m. and Owen's 6 to 8 p.m. called Sunday Live. I'll probably do a Saturday show. Uh, there's just so much going on, so much unfolding. And, of course, you have uh, American Journal weekday mornings with Harrison Smith at 8 a.m. doing a fabulous job as well. Okay, I, I, I held Roger over because I had one more question about the timing and all of this and where it's going. When he heard Barnes was on, he wanted to also ask some questions of Barnes. So before uh, I, I go back to Roger with this question to Barnes, and, and then Roger's going to leave us, uh, any other key points you'd like to impart to the audience, Roger Stone? Uh, very interesting, Alex. I have just seen uh, they just now released a Quinnipiac poll. Now, this is a pollster for whom I have some respect uh, in terms of their methodology. Uh, overall, among the American people, 62% believe that the prosecution of Donald Trump is politically motivated. 32% agree that is motiv- uh, that it is motivated by the law. That's two to one. But what's most interesting is that among independent voters, 70% say it is politically motivated. Only 26% believe it is motivated by the law. Needless to say, among Republicans, uh, it's 93 and 5. Uh, and among Democrats, uh, actually almost a third of Democrats believe uh, that this prosecution against Donald Trump is politically motivated. I really think that is a pretty accurate snapshot uh, of uh, where the country is. I think Donald Trump is exactly right in his true social posting in which he says this is going to backfire massively uh, on Joe Biden. We're going to bring in Robert Barnes now. And before he gets into all his key points and my questions, you had some questions for Barnes. Roger. Uh, absolutely. First of all, I love the work you're doing with my friend uh, Viva uh, Fry. Uh, and uh, here is my question, Robert. Um, this seems to me ought to be all about timing. In other words, uh, even a federal indictment uh, that hasn't gone to trial would not present Donald Trump or prevent Donald Trump from being the Republican nominee and running a campaign for president. What do you think is the likely timing of a New York trial, a potential Georgia trial? Is there any way these if there are federal charges, which I'm assuming there will be trumped up, pardon the expression, federal charging him. Could any of this possibly all get to trial before the 2024 election? It would, the, uh, it would depend on the judge. If, if the judge in New York it does it by the book, then this is a case that could easily not get to trial until after the election. Uh, if, on the other hand, it's a politically motivated judge in New York, uh, then you may see them try to rush the trial to take place long before uh, the 2024 election. But you, you're going to have lots of motions to dismiss, motions on discovery, motions for misconduct. Yeah, you're going to have an unusual number of pre-trial motions in the proceedings. New York is not known for the speed of their uh, cases progressing through. So I could easily see this case uh, being, you know, end up being in the uh, during or after the election in terms of the trial. But if the prosecutor and the court are kind of working hand and foot together, then you may see this case. The quickest I could see it going to trial uh, is six months. Uh, it, that, that'd be the quickest. Normally, it'd be 18 months. 
So the the timing of this appears to be designed to try to have the trial take place during the primaries. One who's been subjected to an unconstitutional gag order uh, while facing charges. Uh, how troubled are you by the uh, the drumbeat in the media that the judge here may gag Trump? And what would be uh, his recourse uh, if that were to be the case? I mean, obviously, he could appeal the gag within the state courts. But if he lost uh, at the state level, does he not have a, uh, a a federally constitutional right to free speech? And could he appeal that uh, uh, maybe to the federal courts? Uh, yes. So if, if they try, if the judge tries to issue any kind of gag order, uh, it will be any kind of prior restraint. It will be clearly unconstitutional and outside the bail authority. Uh, we'll find out quickly what, what this judge is made of, because issues about bail, issues about how the appearance is handled. Uh, there's ways to handle the appearance so that Trump never goes through. You can do a booking without going into the jail at all. Do we even uh, know who this ways. judge is yet? We do not. We, we do not know which judge has been assigned to this case. Um, and sometimes there's one judge assigned for the bail hearing and a different judge for the actual trial uh, in New York so that they, they, they can rotate that depending on how it works. Uh, I represented Amy Cooper, so-called Central Park Karen, in a New York case uh, recently. And, and there, if they do it by the book, uh, they can do it without creating undue problems for the president. If they don't do it by the book, then they will be exposing how politically corrupted the criminal justice process is. But if there is any kind of ridiculous bail order or any kind of a ridiculous uh, gag order on Trump, uh, that can be appealed all the way through the New York court system, but also to the United States Supreme Court. And I think this is somewhere where the U.S. Supreme Court would get involved and prevent this from becoming a, a complete kangaroo court. Because you can't prevent, you can't use bogus criminal proceedings to uh, prevent someone from being a candidate for office. Sure. Uh, what about this issue? Uh, is, is it correct that in almost all cases, a president can only give people pardons for federal crimes? So if he's convicted right before the election, could he give himself a pardon in state cases? No, he could not. So the, 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 that's where this is going to create a constitutional crisis. If, uh, state, if state prosecutors are now going to weaponize their offices to go after the president of the United States or other federal office holders, this creates a major problem because you know, any, all of a sudden any local DA can take out the president of the United States. And, and that's, it, it's a problem the court skipped over. They should have dealt with it in Nixon in better ways than they did. Uh, they, they should have dealt with it in Clinton in a better way they did. They, they skipped it in both cases because of the politics of those cases. So in the time we but have with both of you, let me ask you, and you're going to continue on, Barnes. Roger, from a political angle, how do they get away with this when clearly all the cards show it blows up in their face, makes Trump become even more popular, already has? I go back to false flags, staging violence. That's why we need to be out against violence now. Do you have any other ways you think they can try to turn this around or, or in their calculus why they thought it was okay to do this? Well, in many ways, it's still part of the information war. Look, they knew uh, in two impeachments that they would never get enough votes in the U.S. Senate to convict Trump. But they used the impeachments uh, as a jumping off point to, uh, to destroy or try to destroy his reputation and his political standing. A lot of this uh, is designed at that. It, the, the real jury is the one that votes in November of 2024, and that is what they're desperately afraid of. So um, it is why these legal questions 
uh, and the timing are so crucial to how this uh, unfolds. Uh, last point, and that is uh, reporters keep trying to get me say that when I talk to the president, he's frantic, he's hysterical, he's angry, he's out of control. All those things are false, Alex. He is cool as a cucumber. He is resolved. Uh, he is he is uh, he's feisty. Uh, he's, his sense of humor is intact and he is completely determined uh, he loves fight. a fight. He loves a fight. He's got ice water in his veins. Stonezone.com. Roger, thank you. Thank you, Alex. God bless you. Mars, we're going to break in a minute and a half, but what are you going to be covering coming up? You'll be riding a shotgun with Darsha. What's one minute on what's most important right now? Uh, this is uh, unprecedented, unparalleled territory. So uncharted territory. We are a place where the the left is willing to use any power it has to derail constitutional democracy and the rule of law in America. And so, I mean, what we're facing, I mean, he, he we've never had a situation where a former president has been uh, indicted. We've never had a situation where the leading opponent of the incumbent administration has been indicted. Uh, this has never happened before. So this is completely unprecedented. And it probably is a bit of a weakness in our constitutional system that this wasn't addressed or resolved sooner. Uh, but I think this is just as Trump exposed the corruption of the FBI, exposed the degree of power of the deep state, exposed the nature of the George Soros and Bill Gates globalist operations just by his presence triggering their opposition publicly and exposing themselves to the public. Trump is now exposing how dangerously politically weaponized our criminal and civil justice systems really have become. Perfectly said. That is the best summation of all the shows and all the information I've seen, Robert Barnes riding shotgun with us. And then after I leave, he'll be co-hosting uh, Robert Barnes. I mean, Google his name, you'll find his popular podcast. We'll be right back in hour number two with Robert Barnes, myself, Alex Jones, Alan Dershowitz, and more. Stay with us. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does eat any introduction to such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWarsTour.com. And now, the fourth toothpaste designed by my dad, the last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there and experience these great products and others and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really excited to have undoubtedly the top legal scholar in the country joining us in the next segment, Alan Dershowitz, another great legal eagle. Robert Barnes is riding shotgun with me today. In fact, he was going to be hosting today. I have my own court stuff I have to deal with, but I'm going to push it up to right to the time I got to be in court in like an hour to talk to Alan Dershowitz about this historic event that's just unfolded. So Alan Dershowitz is coming up here with us live in five minutes when a couple hundred radio stations join us after this break. But 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 Robert Barnes, give us a prelude of some of what you're going to be talking about. Uh, uh, 
after Dershowitz goes, but also uh, just in general of why this is so historic, what we've just witnessed. Well, I think as Professor Dershowitz has identified, this is all uncharted, unparalleled, unprecedented territory. This is an attempt to make something. It goes even worse than that. It's not only the just open, overt, Berea-style political weaponization of our legal criminal justice process. Uh, it also it, uh, it does things like define something as a crime that's not a crime. It ignores statute of limitations that are, are meant to protect ind uh, innocent individuals from wayward, politically motivated prosecutors in part. Uh, it's violation of due process, and it's the most selective prosecution, maybe in the, at least in the modern history that I can remember. There have been many selective prosecutions, but this is probably the most abusive and egregious one. You have a district attorney being elected, campaigning in part on promising to indict a particular person for an unidentified crime. I mean, th this is just unheard of in American history of the indictment actually occurring. You've had some people mis try to misuse their power in this way, abuse their privilege in this way, but very few have actually gone ahead and done it. Uh, and yet this one has. And then, and now we're going to see how does the justice system handle the bail process? Do they abuse it too? The Eighth Amendment exists for a reason. It says no unreasonable bail. It's supposed to be limited to conditions of release that guarantee appearance at trial, not supposed to be used to uh, publicly shame or humiliate people, not supposed to be used to uh, politically embarrass one's political opponents, not supposed to be used to restrict or restrain the freedom of speech, freedom of association, freedom of press, or right to petition one's own government. And yet we may see examples and illustrations of that here as well. So all of this is uh, exposing the frailties of our criminal justice process that have mostly only been exposed in lower profile cases against political dissidents further outside the system. Uh, this is like the Chicago 7 trial on steroids. It's January 6th on steroids. It's taking a case that basically should not exist from a criminal proceedings, both because of who it is that's being targeted, who it is that's targeting him, uh, but also because of the substantive nature of the uh, claims being made, the charges being leveled. Uh, and the limitations that are supposed to be present that are not being present. So this goes right to the core of a constitutional democracy. I mean, people around the world are comparing us to a banana republic. Our global credibility has taken a substantial hit that will never fully come back. You know, we mock other countries when they try to lock up their political opponents. Uh, there was a uh, kind of a fake documentary uh, made, but uh, a documentary made on behalf of uh, that won an Oscar for Navalny, uh, who's a very marginal uh, political figure in Russia, but it won the best Oscar because he had been locked, just because he'd been locked up, even though I think he got no, no more than like 1% of the vote ever. Here you have, uh, what signal does it send that we're locking up the former president and leading presidential opponent of the existing incumbent it, uh, based on completely nonsensical charges that have no basis in fact, no basis in law, no basis in due process, no basis in constitutional restraint on the criminal it, justice it, it's, process. It's just extremely reckless. Stay there. You're going to ride shotgun with us. Alan Dersh was really excited about this interview on Twitter, Alan Dersh. And, of course, he's got the new best-selling book, uh, Get Trump, the Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. Number one New York Times best-selling author from Skyhorse. Can't wait to uh, get the book. I've got one being sent to me by Skyhorse that published uh, my book, The Great Reset and the War of the World, that went to number one for two months. Number one in on the New York Times, but they would not list as number one, but number one on all the other systems. This is going to go to number one. Get Trump by Alan Dershowitz. Perfect timing with this book, i got to tell you. Coming up, we're back in 60 seconds, joining hundreds of radio stations. Everybody, tell your friends and family, tune in. You're going to hear from... 
uh, arguably, or not arguably, the top lawyer in the United States on what's really happening. Alan Dershowitz, stay with us. To an InfoWars.com frontline report. It's Alex Jones. All right. Well, I'm excited after many years trying to get him on the show that we've got him. I agree with him on about a 90% of stuff, disagree about 10%, but nobody can deny that Alan Dershowitz is hands down America's top lawyer. He's got the new book out, Get Trump, The Threat to Civil Liberties, Due Process, and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. Alan Dershowitz, number one New York Times bestselling author. I don't need to introduce him. Everybody knows who he is. Perfect timing that he was going to be coming on soon about this book. I've been wanting to get him. And then he's here today while this is happening. Robert Barnes is riding shotgun with us as well. He'll have some questions. Uh, so, uh, Alan, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. You've been warning about this for a long time. So I'm going to try to give you the floor here, sir. Well, I predicted this in my book at Trump. I knew that these district attorneys and attorney generals campaigned on the pledge to get Trump. These are Democratic district attorneys and attorneys general. And now they are prosecuting. Forget about the fact that he's the first former president to be prosecuted. He's the first presidential candidate to be prosecuted. And he's running against the head Democrat in the world, uh, obviously, President Joe Biden. And when a popularly elected Democratic DA swore to get Trump is going after the man running against essentially his boss, the chief Democrat, he better have a slam dunk, ironclad case. And I have to tell you, I haven't seen the indictment yet, but from based on what I've seen, this may be the weakest case I've seen in my 60 years of practicing law. So this is a great danger to American democracy and the rule of law. And I hope that Americans uh, and people all over the world will read my book, Get Trump, as a way of saying to Bragg, we're holding you accountable. You may not be held accountable in New York, uh, where everybody votes against Trump, but we're going to hold you accountable around the country, in front of bar associations, and uh, in front of the court of public opinion, because what you've done endangers the rule of law. You know, today it's a Republican Trump, tomorrow it could be a Democrat Day after tomorrow, it's your Uncle Charlie and your niece. And this involves all Americans. I'm a liberal Democrat. I voted against Trump twice. I have no idea who I'll vote for this next time. But it has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with the fact that the Constitution requires a presumption of innocence. It doesn't allow targeting of people. And it, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi announced today that, no, Trump has to prove himself innocent. No, 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 not in America. In America, an indictment doesn't mean anything. It's just a piece of paper charging somebody with a president with something. But, uh, and and, and uh, I, I think every American has to be very concerned about what happened yesterday. Well, I'm not a top legal scholar like you, but studying history, this has never been done before for a reason. Why has no political party in our 240-plus year history ever done this? Why is this such a constitutional crisis, as, as basically every analyst is saying? And as we know, there was a thought, perhaps, to go after a former president named Richard Nixon. And President Ford did the right thing. And he said, no, we don't do that in America. And he endangered his own presidential reelection 
by pardoning Trump, which was the right thing to do. I had dinner with President Ford some years after that, and he said that was the most important and principal thing he did during his presidency, preventing a precedent from being established that you go after former presidents criminally, even though there was very strong evidence that he had obstructed justice and paid bribes. Here, there's nothing. Here, there's nothing. Here, there's a non-disclosure agreement. Thousands of them are written every year. Nobody in history has ever then put on his corporate form, oh, the reason I paid the $130,000 was to make sure my wife and family doesn't learn about the fact that I was accused of having an adulterous affair with a porn star. Why would anybody ever pay for a non-disclosure agreement and then disclose it? So never in history has anybody been indicted for that kind of Mickey Mouse crime. And then they stitch it together with a federal felony to try to make it a felony. That's not the way criminal justice should operate. You know, Thomas Jefferson once said that for a criminal statute to be constitutional, it has to be so clear that a person who is reading it while running, while running, could understand it clearly. Now, I'm going to read this indictment while sitting with 60 years of experience, and I can bet you that I will not understand how they could make a state felony out of a fake misdemeanor and a fake federal felony that nobody else previously uh, wanted to prosecute. Mr. Darnish, what's taking off your prestigious legal hat and putting on just an American, a citizen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a historian hat, why is the corrupt deep state bureaucracy doing a crazy Hail Mary like this? I mean, it'd be something if they had something to go after a former president, it'd still be unprecedented and, and explosive, but to do something with basically an unloaded gun, to threaten the world with banana republic status and not even have the goods. What do you think, just as an American with with your uh, gravitas, why they're this desperate or why they're doing this? Well, first of all, I don't think you can say they. This was a decision made by one person, obviously the elected district attorney, and he knows he can win this case in New York. Do you remember what happened to me on Martha's Vineyard? Uh, I defended President Trump in front of the United States Senate. Uh, on constitutional grounds. And I lost all my friends on the vineyard. My wife lost her friends. My children lost their friends. Everybody turned against us because I had exercised my and his constitutional right to defend himself. If you just multiply that tenfold, that's what would happen to a judge in New York or a juror in New York who uh, acquitted, uh, who applied justice, actual justice to Donald Trump. He he would never, ever again be uh, part of New York life, he'd be ostracized. So he's doing it because he's in his own delusional bubbles, what you're saying? Because he knows he can win. No, he can win in New York. That's why the first thing that his lawyers have to do, Trump's lawyers have to do, is move the case out of New York, move to Staten Island, which is just across the river. But the voting demographics are very different. Move it to upstate New York. He cannot get a fair trial in New York City. And that's why Bragg went after him. Bragg doesn't want to lose this case. He doesn't care if it's reversed on appeal. He'll blame it on the judges. But he doesn't want to lose it in front of a jury, and he probably won't lose it in front of a jury. As they say, in New York, a grand jury will indict a ham sandwich. But in New York, when the name of the ham sandwich is Donald Trump, a petty jury will convict him as well. And even though he has very good lawyers, I think the likelihood that lawyers can persuade New York jurors to allow Donald Trump to walk away free and run for president and be reelected uh, is very unlikely. So you're so saying job president, number one is to move it out of New York City. That's Step number one is out of New York City. Step number two is to in, apply the statute of limitations. This all happened seven years ago. And, you know, they say, well, we couldn't have indicted him over the last seven years 
A, we didn't know where he was. He was in the White House. And number two, you can't indict him if he's not in New York. Well, when do you think they indicted him? They indicted him when he was in Florida. So the fact that they indicted him when he was outside of New York means they could have indicted him any day during the seven previous years, and they didn't do it. And I think they blew the statute of limitations. Now, they will argue that no, because he was out of New York, the statute provides that the um, statute of limitations tolls. But it's a nonsense argument in light of the fact that they did indict him while he was outside of New York, something they could have done for years. The reason they didn't indict him over the last seven years, previous prosecutors looked at the case and said there's nothing to it. We're not going to indict him. Those were legitimate neutral prosecutors. And then you get a partisan political guy. And he says, no, no, no. Uh, the first two years, I said, I didn't think there was a case. In fact, two of his assistants quit over that. But I don't know. Did he get calls from George Soros, from other contributors? I don't know the answer to that. But he obviously had pressure put on him. Yeah, did he, he, get, black did he get blackmailed? Well, I don't know anything about that. I don't know what he'd be blackmailed for. He seems like an honorable and decent man and a good lawyer, and he had a good reputation. But, uh, but you know, when you're caught up in the political winds and you're in New York City where nobody has anything good to say about Donald Trump, I don't mean nobody, but people, voters, uh, don't. If you wear a MAGA hat in New York City, you know, you're going to get hit by a bike or you're going to get, uh, you know, attacked and physically attacked. Sure, Alan would stay right, stay right there. We got to go to break. The book, Get Trump, available everywhere. Skyhorse Publishing, we're going to come back. But I, and I think you misunderstood me. I was getting to your point earlier of they can try this in New York, but the court of public opinions against them. I was asking in general, I, I understand the pressure in New York, why they're not thinking outside of just Manhattan that you brought up when you first came on. I mean, the, the fact that this is going to make Trump explode in popularity then I guess we're just guessing at why they would do something so reckless. Alan Dershowitz, our guest. Riding shotgun is Robert Barnes. I'm Alex Jones. Tell everybody you know, tune in now. This is historic. This is important. Your voice counts. When you share information, be it over the internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles and those live feeds, both the regular shows, the special reports, and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars emergency news alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, create the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. 
Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. All right, welcome back to The Alex Jones Show, live Friday edition. We have the top lawyer in the country, hands down, Alan Dershowitz, with a new book, Get Trump, Skyhorse Publishing. And Robert Barnes is riding shotgun with us, another successful, well-known lawyer who's going to have some of his own questions as well. So so you heard my point earlier, but I don't want to belabor that. All I'm getting at is we're seeing a massive backlash, and we know the feds, going to your point, did not indict Trump on these uh, same, as you say, non-issue Mickey Mouse garbage. And, And so I guess I'm trying to just read minds here, but I just don't see how such an obviously explosive decision was made for the first time in U.S. history. And I, I think we can probably chalk it up just to the bubble that uh, that he's in in New York City. But how do you see this as a citizen unfolding? And then I'd like you to get into all the other facets you'd like to, Mr. Dershowitz. Well, I don't think it's necessarily just the bubble. I think he wants to be reelected. He made a promise. He promised he would get Trump. And if he doesn't get Trump, he loses his reelection. Uh, he has gotten contributions. We know reportedly he got a half a million dollars from George Soros. And whether he got a call from Soros or just anticipated that Soros might cut back on his contributions if he doesn't do it, uh, this can't be based on objective legal standards. Nobody else would ever be indicted for these kinds of absurd non-crimes. So plainly, he succumbed to pressure. He was pressured by his two former uh, assistant district attorneys, one of whom wrote a book, um, saying that they ought to go after Trump. But he resisted that pressure initially, and then he succumbed to it. So I don't know whether he got pressured from other people as well, but this is not a righteous, objective, neutral application of the law and the facts. This is something very different. Keep an open mind until you see the indictment. Remember, the indictment hasn't been leaked. The fact of the indictment has been leaked. And by the way, the district attorney, Bragg, should be investigating who leaked it. It's in his building. It's under his nose. It's in his watch. And is he investigating who made the leak a leak in New York by grand jurors or by members of Bragg's staff uh, constitutes a glassy felony subject to a year to five years in prison? So I think it's important to know whether Bragg is, in fact, investigating this leak. Wow. Again, you're the legal scholar. I'd like you to go wherever you you want here, but just briefly bringing in Barnes here. We'll be interviewing you coming up in the next few segments. Uh, Robert, you got Alan Dershowitz here with the case of the, not the century. This is the the, the case, I mean, in U.S. history. Everybody's admitting it. Uh, What should I be asking Dershowitz? I'm glad you're here. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Professor. uh, Can you uh, describe for people, I know the courts have sadly not meaningfully enforced it in my view, but that there is a limit on prosecutorial discretion in the Constitution, colloquially known as selective prosecution under the First Amendment, enforceable uh, through the 14th Amendment against the states. 
Do you think President Trump has a grounds to bring a motion to dismiss for selective prosecution? And can you explain to folks out there what that is and what that entails and that our Constitution does, in fact, have limits on this kind of excess of prosecutorial discretion? Well, there's no question that there are constitutional limits. Uh, Selective prosecution is a hard case to make. This one is so obvious that any court should see through it. Nobody has ever been prosecuted or will ever be prosecuted in the future for doing anything like this if the indictment is what we think it is. We're not absolutely positive. So we have to wait and see. There are also other limitations, ethical limitations. For example, uh, a prosecutor can't put a witness on the stand who he knows or reasonably suspects may be lying. And Michael Cohen, my God, is there, if the, if the word liar appears in the dictionary, Michael Cohen's picture <laughs> is, I mean, he's the man who's lied to his lawyers, lied to the federal authorities, lied to state authorities. And I'll tell you a recent uh, interesting vignette involving me. So his lawyers have now said, oh, yeah, he was a liar in the past. He lied to everybody. But suddenly God has come down to him, lightning has struck. And he's suddenly turned into a complete truth teller. Well, two days ago, he did a tweet about me, which constituted a defamatory lie. He suggested that I was on Jeffrey Epstein's island with underage girls. Uh, Obviously, that never happened. The one person who accused me is now recanted and basically said she may have mistaken me for somebody else. Nobody has ever accused me. Even she never accused me of being on Epstein's house. Well, you're not, on the, you're not on the flight logs, and no one has ever said they saw you other than one person that... Re- yeah. but, but Michael Cohn decided to lie about me, and I'm going to sue him. And so this will be something that can be used in cross-examining Oh, I'm Michael sorry to interrupt. Cohen. Start over. You're going to sue Michael Cohen. Now, that's big news. Yeah, Please I'm tell us. ...for defamation. And then the question that if he takes the witness stand, he'll be asked, you say you started telling the truth, but you just lied about Alan Dershowitz. You know he wasn't on Epstein's Island. You know he's never had sex with an underage girl. You just got mad at him because he called you a liar. So you made up a story about him. So you're still lying, right? How is he going to get around that? So I don't think that Bragg can really put Michael Cohn on the witness stand. If he does, he really subjects his bar card to uh, some kind of uh, a sanction. Uh, Lawyers have to only put uh, witnesses on the stand who they honestly believe are going to tell the truth. That's part of the sacred obligation of a lawyer, something I've complied with for 60 years. Sometimes my clients don't like it when I say, no, I'm not putting you on the witness stand. I cannot credibly believe that you're necessarily going to tell the whole truth. And so Bragg has to be applying an even higher standard as a prosecutor. So he has really two alternatives. One, he can risk his bar card by putting Cohen on the witness stand, uh, which would be a mistake. Or he could try to make the case around Cohen, use people other than Cohen to try to prove what Cohen would otherwise approve. He may try to do that, but uh, I suspect Cohen will be called as a witness, will be devastated on cross-examination, and then there'll be questions about uh, Bragg's ethics. Wow. Uh, Barnes, that was a great question. Give us another one. Uh, yeah, in the same capacity, you mentioned that you know there are limitations on a grand jury, even though the U.S. Supreme Court, in my view, has watered those down. But one of them that yes. still exists is a prosecutor cannot knowingly suborn perjury uh, or things like that. Do you think there's the possibility that perjured testimony may have occurred in front of this grand jury, including by Cohen? I do think so. And I think it was also suppression of evidence. Remember that Costello was not called as a witness. Costello, who was who was Cohen's lawyer, 
He was not called as a witness. Obviously, Bragg wanted to keep him from the jury, uh, but he volunteered and he burst, essentially burst into the grand jury room and said, you're going to have to listen to me. And then he testified that the hundreds of emails that he had sent to the DA to show to the grand jury were never shown to the grand jury. So I think there'll be a motion as well for suppression of exculpatory evidence in front of the grand jury. And we'll see whether or not there's also suppression of evidence um, under the Brady principle that should have been turned over and should be turned over to the defense. Uh, this is only the beginning of what will be, as you say, a very monumental case. When I think of uh, the cases in American history, and I've written a book about that, America on Trial, going through all the great cases in American history, this comes close to the trial of Aaron Burr, the former vice president of the United States who was put on trial by Jefferson for treason and uh, defended himself, mostly himself he defended. And uh, Hold on, Alan Dershowitz, longer segment coming up. We're going to come right back with you and Robert Barnes. I want to hear about the the Burr case. Is this the biggest case ever? And and, and we'll also just talk about, in general, the timing. Roger Stone was asking uh, earlier, if I would ask you and Barnes, about the timing of how this goes. The election, uh, can can Trump pardon himself? Obviously not. It's, it's, a, it's a local case. So, so how, does, how do you see that unfolding? We'll be right back with Alan Dershowitz. So many people say to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth and going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts. It stinks. It's got pus coming out of it. I go to the doctor, they fix it. That's not negative. I'm not living in denial. And so think of globalism as being hidden as an infection that we didn't feel yet, but now it's come to the surface. That's actually a positive thing. And so, yeah, Trump did overall a great job. They stole the election. We can't get down about that. We have forced them out in the open. So now they're trying to suppress us because they know they've been exposed. They're scared. That's why instead of saying, oh, we're a bunch of losers, look what happened. No, we're a bunch of winners. They're trying to suppress us. Let our light of truth shine and tell everybody what's happening. Your own website, your own show, my show, other articles, other videos. Just keep sharing however you can and realize we're in an information war. We're going to win this together. And the fight starts at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Well, a very dangerous time for our republic. We've seen throughout history similar behavior. We see the third world constantly engaged in this type of behavior. Alan Dershowitz, top lawyer, hands down in the country. Another great lawyer, Robert Barnes, uh, riding shotgun with amazing questions. The book, Get Trump, Alan Dershowitz, number one New York Times bestselling author. The threat to civil liberties, due process, and our constitutional rule of law. I wanted to speak more to that, finish up, because you got interrupted by the break on Burr and uh, those trials and where he sees this going. And more on uh, the fact he's going to sue somebody uh, who's the star witness against Trump. I, I want to get more on that because that's a big news-making item. Please don't forget, we're listener-supported. We're not funded by big money. We're funded by you. This book, signed or unsigned, is available. Infowarstore.com, The Great Reset, and The War for the World, and The Fun Shirt, Alex Jones for President. I'm not really running, but that's how we keep this independent media operation on the air is with fun T-shirts. So... 
I'm going to hand the baton now to Robert Barnes and Alan Dershowitz. Alan, would you like to get back to the uh, whole Burr trial that you got cut off on? Yeah, but I just want to mention one thing about T-shirts. President Trump called me the other day just to tell me that he was going to endorse Get Trump, and that he thought it was a great book, that he hopes someday I'll vote for him. Uh, and uh, I told him, look, I'll give you one bit of advice. Invest in a T-shirt company, because once you have a mugshot, your mugshot will go on every T-shirt, and it will sell more than anything since Frank Sinatra's mugshot, and it will be used probably as a campaign poster. Uh, and so that mugshot will become world famous. And I asked him if he would send me a you know signed copy of it for my, as you see in the back, my back wall. I I have lots of lots of fun things posted, and so getting his mugshot will be will be will be interesting too that is a great and idea i need to hire you as my chief marketer i didn't even th- that is now that i think of it that's that's the common sense but that's a great idea yeah getting back to burr for a second you know burr as you know killed hamilton at a duel but he wasn't prosecuted for that he was actually sitting vice president when that happened but he was prosecuted years later for treason he tried to get a verdict of not guilty the jury returned a verdict of not proven using the scottish system. He objected to that. And the judge, who was John John Marshall, the great chief justice of the United States, said, no, 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 you're going to have to be satisfied with the verdict of not proven. But uh, that trial, and then I would say some of the McCarthy trials, some of the civil rights trials, are the greatest trials in American history, the Rosenberg trial. There are so many. This is going to rank among them if it ever gets to trial. It's a strong possibility. It won't get the trial. It'll be dismissed on statute of limitations or other grounds, but you know it might get the trial. And if it gets the trial in Manhattan, he probably will be convicted, uh, and then it'll have to go up to appellate courts. And appellate judges in New York are also elected, and so it may have to wait to get into the federal courts and up to the Supreme Court. But my prediction is, in the end, if the indictment is what we think it is, it will not survive. There has been some talk, Professor, about the possibility of issuing a gag order. Uh, that I see this as misuse of bail authority, a violation of First Amendment principles. Can you just uh, tell people why there's constitutional limits on such a gag order, why it should not apply here, and what's the risk that the political pressure in New York leads a judge to issue that kind of gag order? It's possible. Uh, gag orders like this have been issued in the past. They are, in my view, unconstitutional. We have to take seriously the notion that Every American is presumed innocent unless and until they're found guilty by a jury. And innocent people can't be denied their First Amendment rights. By the way, it's not only Trump's First Amendment rights. It's the First Amendment right of everybody to listen to what Trump has had to say. And there are millions of people out there who want to hear him say what he has to say. And so I don't think it would be constitutional to impose a gag order or a travel restriction if he's running for president. But, you know, judges have a lot of discretion and a lot of judges have made a lot of mistakes about bail conditions. And so I hope that when a judge makes the decision, he'll think more about the Constitution than about what his friends will say about his decision. Uh, in the context of Michael Cohen, the, can you, uh, the, uh, for, for a witness who has, the, as you note, the extraordinarily poor track record that he does uh, in making contradictory statements by his own admission, a self-confessed fraudster, by his own admission, a self-confessed liar, uh, by uh, obvious implication, a perjurer. Uh, what are the like? If you're uh, as if you were defending the president, um, well, how much would you make the reliability or lack thereof of Michael Cohen a key part of the trial strategy? 
Oh, it's a very key part of the strategy. When prosecutors uh, put on witnesses that lie and that lie to the jury, juries see through that and don't like it. Look, people credit me and others for winning the O.J. Simpson case. We didn't win the O.J. Simpson case. The prosecutors lost the O.J. Simpson case by putting on lying witnesses, by putting on police officers who tampered with the evidence. The jurors told us that afterward. And so uh, the greatest gift to Donald Trump would be um, Michael Cohen, the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, so if I'm a smart prosecutor, I don't go near Michael Cohen. Uh, but, you know, then the juries will wonder, we're seeing the play Hamlet. Where's the prince? Uh, we, we don't see Hamlet. Uh, he's the central character in this thing. And he's not testifying. Uh, and so they're going to have to try to explain that. This is not going to be an easy case on the merits for Bragg. It may be an easy case because it's in, if it's held in Manhattan. If it's held anywhere else, I think it'll be a hard case for him. Now, uh, do you think that we people have a right, of course, to an impartial jury? As you note, that's a very difficult thing to come by in New York City if your name is President uh, Donald John Trump. Uh, what Can you remind people, what are your constitutional rights and what would a good judge do to try to find an impartial jury in Manhattan? Well, I think it would be an impossible task, but he'd have to give the defense enormous amount of leeway in questioning jurors. And, you know, let's assume you could get 12 jurors who never heard of Donald Trump. What kind of people would they be if they never heard of Donald Trump? Or 12 people who say they have no opinion on Donald Trump. There's one word for that, and that's liars. A lot of uh, potential jurors lie um, because they want to get on the jury. Everybody wants to be on the jury in the most historic case in modern American history. So you're going to get a lot of people lying about a lot of things in order to get on the jury. I have to tell you, I think it's an impossible job to try to get a fair jury in Manhattan. And I would hope that uh, judges would see that. Now, the motion to get a change of venue is sometimes appealable if that's denied. So it might get to a court of appeals fairly quickly, and a court of appeals might send the case to a different borough or to uh, upstate New York. But uh, we'll see if judges have the courage to do the right thing here. The right thing is to get the case out of Manhattan. The, and what do you think, uh, I don't know if you saw recently, the federal civil trial that's coming up in New York, where we'll get to see sort of a quick glimpse at what New York justice might look like if you're named Donald Trump. The uh, court has ordered an anonymous jury. Uh, I've always been a little concerned about anonymous juries because it, it can create the at least the impression of secret justice. Uh, the or, the uh, average person doesn't get to crowdfund or crowdsource, I should say, information that, as in the Roger Stone case, we found out one of the jurors really had not been fully forthcoming during the process. Ghislaine Maxwell's case raised some issues about that as well. What do you think about the possibility of an anonymous jury in the uh, criminal case concerning Donald Trump? There's no such thing. Uh, anonymous juries are only anonymous during the trial. Their names then get revealed afterward and their names get leaked. So I don't think an anonymous jury protects. An anonymous jury also sends a message to the jurors. You've got something to be worried about. Um, and it reaffirms the notion that um, if people knew you were on the jury, they might take it out on you either physically or psychologically, emotionally or in friendship ways. So um, uh, I, I don't think an anonymous jury pr provides much protection. It may provide a little bit of protection. They also may try to get a sequestered jury. But in this case, everybody already knows everything. So sequestering them during the trial um, won't really provide the kind of uh, 
fairness that is required to have a fair trial. I just don't think it's possible to have a fair trial. People are going to render verdicts and judgments based on on their voting patterns. If they want to see Trump be president, if they don't want to see Trump be president, if they like his presidency in the past, they don't like it. That's not the basis for which uh, justice is supposed to be done. We'll be right back with Professor Dershowitz discussing this unprecedented case of the Trump indictment. His book, Get Trump, uh, which unfortunately predicted and previewed much of the legal horrors we're witnessing. We'll discuss that and more right after the break. The fight against the New World Order is now the top story in the world. The globalists are in deep trouble, but they're striking back with all their deep state operatives to shut down InfoWars and other truth tellers like James O'Keefe and Tucker Carlson and countless others. So please pray for us now more than ever. Spread the word about the broadcast and get great products to keep us on air and fund our operation while at the same time enriching your life. Now, we've got three new products available at InfoWarsStore.com and a bestseller back in stock. We have the amazing Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste and so much more. Find out more at InfoWarsStore.com. We have the ashwagandha root pills with black powder extract to accelerate your libido, stamina, testosterone. And we have pure ashwagandha gummies at InfoWarsStore.com as well. These are all the highest quality products. The prebiotic is now finally back in stock. They're all there at InfoWarsStore.com. So please take action now. Enrich your life, empower your body, and keep us on air. Please take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself in the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence and have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great physio magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out, our great sleep bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95, it's all available at InfoWarsStore.com and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air InfoWarsStore.com You're listening to The Alex Jones Show Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show Robert Barnes here guest hosting with the uh, one and only the inimitable Professor Alan Dershowitz uh, the greatest living uh, constitutional lawyer in our time on matters of criminal law, civil law, and political arena as well, has managed to cover all three in his lifetime. Uh, a rare, someone that I would like to emulate over my legal career if I get the good fortune to do so. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, uh, what about the timing? In other words, there's a right to a, the public has a right to a speedy trial, Trump has a right to a speedy trial. But it may not be in the interest of justice to have a speed, a two speedy trial in this case. What do you think the timing is if the case actually ultimately proceeds to a jury trial, if it gets past motions to dismiss uh, and things of that nature? What do you think the timing will be of an actual jury trial in this case? Hard to believe that there could be a jury trial in this case in this calendar year. I would think that it will occur during the election year, uh, which will make things even more 
uh, difficult, but the timing was up to brag. I think I think the speedy trial and statute of limitations issues have already expired. I mean, these events occurred seven years ago. Can he get a fair trial based on the passage of time? And don't statutes of limitations have to be enforced uh, uh, fairly? Um, but I do think that with motions, with the possible appeals that could be made of motions, that we're probably thinking about uh, 2024. Uh, in terms of the issues concerning the political weaponization and selective prosecution, uh, does this potentially open the door to uh, Republican prosecutors and say some small county somewhere in the country deciding, well, we'll indict Hillary Clinton now. We'll indict, you know, we'll find something to indict Barack Obama on. We'll, we'll indict Hunter Biden. Uh, we'll, we'll indict Joe Biden. Uh, what is the risk of that, that that door has now been opened by this prosecution? Oh, I think the risk is considerable. In America, we have seen over and over again tit-for-tat politics. And um, anything the Democrats do, the Republicans do, and vice, vice versa. And uh, I do think that we will see more political uh, charges, and we'll see the bar reduced. Um, it used to be the case that you understand that if a person is running for office, you must have a very high bar to prosecute. It has to be a clear case. Uh, this, if the indictment is what we think it is, will have violated that rule and lowered the bar. And that lowering of the bar will apply um, to Republicans, to Democrats, and, um, and for, for everybody. And this is a case that endangers all of our freedoms. If you can bring a criminal case on the basis of this kind of flimsy evidence in law, that means nobody is safe. Justice Jackson once said, <coughs> excuse me, that any prosecutor can rummage through the statute books and find something to pin on somebody. And that's not the way American law should apply. And uh, that rule, too, has been violated by yesterday's actions. Yeah, it very much uh, feels like a Berea prosecution. Show me the man and I'll find you the crime. One thing that's always struck out, stu you know, stood out to me throughout this process is, is you identify in your book Get Trump and have talked about being problematic from the get-go is usually sometimes when you have a high-profile political person saying they're going to go after somebody, it's for something that's already happened in a clear criminal context, like, oh, I'm going to go prosecute Enron or I'm going to go prosecute the white collar or whatever. I rare do you see, I'm going to go prosecute that guy. I'm not sure on what yet. But I'm just going to go get that guy. You know, the old famous Berea statement to Stalin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Uh, the to some degree, to what degree does this raise issues of due process? That if if we see the indictment and we see laws being applied in ways that could not have been really on fair notice of most people, as you pointed out very articulately at the beginning, non-disclosure agreements are done all the time. Nobody puts them in their public disclosure later or their internal documents. Oh, by the way, here's my hush money payment. I mean, it defeats the whole purpose of a non-disclosure agreement. Now, all of a sudden, all those people could be criminally prosecuted all across America. How much is there an issue of fair notice and due process that might come up in these proceedings as well? well there's no question. There is an issue of fair notice. Uh, and there is an issue of what the law calls lenity. When you have ambiguous statutes, they have to be resolved in favor of the a defendant. Uh, it all goes into the concept of targeting, of get Trump, of um, due process violations, of selective prosecution. All of these will be raised. Some of them are harder than others to get a judicial relief on them, but they are all part of also the court of public opinion. For example, 
the government's going to argue the statute of limitations didn't uh, get told because he was out of the state, meaning you couldn't indict him if he was in Washington, D.C., but they indicted him when he was out of the state. So that gives the lie to the notion that they couldn't have indicted him any day over the past seven years. And statute of limitations of misdemeanors, two years, felony, five years. Those are long expired. Why didn't they indict him while he was uh, outside of the state or even while he was in the state, which he came to from time to time? And the reason is obvious. Prosecutors looked at the case and they said there's nothing here. And so they didn't indict him. And now they decided to change that seven years later. That should not survive a statute of limitations scrutiny, but it might because the New York Court of Appeals had a weird, weird decision about how you count the days being out of the state. But I don't think that's consistent with what the statute of limitations, which was enacted by the legislature, had in mind. And can you explain for folks that the statute of limitations isn't just like some little procedural aspect? Sometimes we hear, you know, technicalities and people use that excuse for how criminal defendants uh, escape as they view justice. In fact, these are constitutional rights and liberties meant to impose fair notice is a critical component of what statute of limitations is all about. And that the rule of lenity, as you mentioned, is about protecting against the, uh, the AU defendant being wrongfully prosecuted in a way they couldn't fairly anticipate and how we interpret the laws. Uh, could you remind folks that, you know, what other people call technicalities are the core to constitutional liberty in America? Well, my life has been a life of trying to impose what other people think are technicalities and I think are the essence of what makes America the greatest democracy in the world, that we have rules of law and those rules of law have to be enforced fairly and equally. And statutes of limitations are part of them. Look, we're seeing a challenge to statute of limitations. The Me Too movement uh, got many states to eliminate statutes of limitations for rape and other sexual crimes. And that has created major problems because uh, memories uh, disappear, witnesses disappear, and statutes of limitations have to be taken seriously. And I don't think any crime other than perhaps murder should be uh, prosecuted uh, beyond a certain period of time, five years, something like that. Uh, and uh, But they certainly shouldn't be extended um, after the statute of limitations has expired. The Supreme Court has said that would be unconstitutional. So there is a constitutional dimension to statute of limitations. The uh, have you been surprised? I've been surprised to some degree at many of my friends on the left, uh, in particular, but not limited to it uh, within the legal uh, world, have, in my view, abandoned a lot of their principles, either because of political pressure or because of just like Trump derangement syndrome and the rest. Uh, have you been surprised at seeing that? And are you uh, while you predicted it and get Trump and forecast this is where the world was going? Are you still surprised that we're actually here or to this point? I am. I'm disappointed. Uh, in my previous book, um, uh, the, the Price of Principle, I talked about how so many civil libertarians, people like my former colleague Lawrence Tribe, and the ACLU are prepared to give up on the Constitution in order to get Trump. Um, and I've had people say that to me. We're prepared to do anything, uh, distort any constitutional provision, ignore any rule of law if we can get Trump. And that's why the subtitle for my book, Get Trump, is The Threat to Civil Liberties Due Process and Our Constitutional Rule of Law. It's not only a threat to Trump. It's not only a threat to people who get indicted. It's a threat to have the rule of law subordinated to the preference of politics. And I think we're seeing more and more and more of that. There's less respect for the Constitution. And uh, people on the hard left, particularly in the woke movement, 
have said over and over again, we don't care about freedom of speech. We don't care about due process. We know the truth. We know if you're a man who's been accused by a woman, you have to be guilty. What do you need a trial for? What do you need due process? We know if you're somebody who makes statements that are sexist or racist, there's no room for that under our First Amendment. We don't need to hear your point of view. That's what happened in Stanford when a group of people from the National Lawyers Guild organized an attempt to try to shut down and silence a federal judge whose views they disagreed with. National Lawyers Guild is going to do that all over the country at 100 law schools where they have um, uh, organizations. And so we have to fight back for every one of our amendments. Look, if I were uh, writing the Bill of Rights, I might not put the Second Amendment in, certainly not in the ambiguous terms that it's there today, but it's there. And we have to fight to preserve it, just like we have to fight to preserve the Fifth Amendment and the First Amendment. Uh, that's the basis of our democracy. Uh, the Bill of Rights is a constraint on majority rule, and we have to keep that uh, viable. And we're not doing that. We're doing, uh, we're allowing partisan political preferences to prevail over the Constitution. Thanks for being with us, Professor. Uh, I've read many of his books. I have uh, most of them in my library. I recommend Get Trump because it's about bigger and as he articulates well beyond Trump himself. It's about our rule of law. It's about America. So we'll be right back after the break. Uh, thanks, uh, Professor Dershowitz. We now have three new game-changing products that are in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And one of our best-selling products sold out for over a year that's now back in stock. Our prebiotic does need any introduction. There's such amazing things for your gut flora, your overall health. What it does is essential. Go read about it at InfoWarsStore.com. And now, the fourth toothpaste designed by my dad, the last two were big hits. This one is really special. It's turmeric concentrate with a bunch of other essential oils and so much more to take your mouth's health to the next level. We also have high-quality ashwagandha root for your libido, your stamina, your testosterone with black pepper extract to accelerate it as a pill. And we have ashwagandha root gummies as well. Very strong, very powerful. Now in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there, experience these great products and others, and fund the InfoWar. The only way we fail is not taking action. God bless you. Now please visit InfoWarsStore.com and experience these powerful products for yourself. We now take you live to the Central Texas Command Center and the heart of the resistance. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. Now, if you're just joining us, we've got Robert Barnes on air with us here on the Alex Jones Show. Some developments in the Trump indictment. Trump says Judge Mershon hates him and was handpicked by Alvin Bragg. And Bob Barnes was breaking down this phenomenon on the other side. Manhattan DA wanted Trump arrested today, but ex-president's team said no. Now, I, I, I want to... We've looked at we've looked at all the angles of this, but let's consider let's consider the fact that clearly they have done a lot of groundwork here. This is not something that's been thrown together willy nilly from uh, the judge to trying to get him arrested tomorrow. Thirty four counts and the fact that they know this is the weakest case so weak that even the feds wouldn't take it. I mean, statute of limitations, signed document. Stormy Daniels said she never took hush money from Trump, never slept with Trump. Signed document from Michael Cohen said he was the one that paid Stormy Daniels, not Donald Trump. Uh, Plus, it is going to be impossible to prove that he did this for a campaign issue and not to save his marriage. I mean, the list goes on and on. 
But okay, considering the political landscape and climate that we're in right now, I mean, do you think this is their big move to get Trump? I mean, obviously, Bragg is not acting unilaterally here. He did make a campaign promise to get Trump, and so he's delivered on that, as scary as that is. But, I mean, is this really their big move to get Trump? Do you think they really think this is going to bring down Trump? Or is this just like some pesky Looney Tune Democrat gone rogue that isn't thinking about the larger political ramifications? Uh, No, uh, my view is this is the deep state's effort to take Trump out. And I said so a couple of months ago when this case got resuscitated, because it's important to note that, as Professor Dershowitz mentioned, this same prosecutor rejected this case a year ago. So the, uh, they knew they didn't have good legal grounds to pursue this case. So why did it come back to New York? Well, first of all, the Mar-a-Lago case blew up. As you noted, Judge Jackson, a Democratic liberal judge, had said the president can declassify anything he wants anytime he wants, and that can't be a violation of the law for him to have documents that he can declassify anytime he wants. I mean, unlike President Clinton, who had his documents stored in his sock drawer, Trump actually had them in a secure skiff facility. So the uh, but again, he could classify, declassify any time, any, any, anything uh, while he was president, which he himself has acknowledged he did. So the fact they had labels on it means nothing. That means they were once classified, not that they were still classified. So the Mar-a-Lago case completely blew up when some white hat within the FBI disclosed that Biden had committed actual crimes while he was senator and vice president and that Pence himself had issues and so forth. And so they know the Mar-a-Lago case is DOA. They would have to likely bring that case in Florida. They don't want to do that. Uh, they could try to bring it in the District of Columbia, uh, but that has its own political problems. They're, the January 6th cases have gone nowhere against Trump, and, and so they, they never could get anybody to flip and come up with some bogus fake story about Trump somehow orchestrating it. And then, uh, in fact, we now know it was the Capitol Police who, and the FBI who are actually, and their infl- infiltrators and informants who are actually organizing it and orchestrating it, as has come out in the recent Proud Boys trial in D.C., and so uh, then they got Georgia. Two problems with Georgia. One, they got a complete nut job, an actual living witch uh, who was the uh, head of the uh, grand jury, who was so loony that even Anderson Cooper said she's embarrassing. And the other problem they have in Georgia is, of course, you know, the, the governor is a Republican. So there's ways in which that case could be set aside, pardons issued, so on and so forth. So uh, th- that's why they went back to New York. When Mar-a-Lago case blew up, they went back to New York. There's been a quid pro quo to DeSantis that they would get DeSantis to run and challenge Trump. Uh, it, but the only way he would do so is if he was convinced that Trump was going to be taken out politically by a criminal indictment. So they had to bring forth the indictment to get DeSantis to run. Now, DeSantis has been deceived into running, but that ship has sailed. It's not a coincidence. On the day of the announcement of the indictment, DeSantis puts in proposals to the Florida legislature to allow him to run for president. Uh, so it literally happened right after. it. So the you can tell with the timing leaks from Politico and New York Times and elsewhere about this being a public discussion amongst New York donors. So this was the deep state's effort to get DeSantis to run. This is the deep state's effort, in their view, to take Trump out. Uh, if you like Drudge, you know, as we know, Matt Drudge sold Drudge Report several years ago. The people who run Drudge now are the political establishment. They last yesterday were bragging on the front page of their Drudge Report that they uh, on a fake poll that said nobody would trust Trump anymore or vote for him if he got indicted. That's completely nonsense. We'll see otherwise. But this is what they believe. They believe they can get DeSantis to run by indicting Trump, and they believe they can get Trump defeated in either the primary or the general election by indicting him. 
That's what they really believe. Now, it looks like even worse, they're going to weaponize the process. I mean, here, as we'll discuss a little bit later, this is a case where Trump is legally innocent, factually innocent, and constitutionally innocent, yet they're prosecuting him anyway. Watch for them to try to misuse and abuse all the other powers of the criminal justice process about how they do the entire criminal processing of Trump, how they arrest him. Do they put him in the jail? Do they do a mugshot? Do they try to perp walk him? Uh, Secondly, do they abuse the bail authority? Do they use the bail authority to say he can't raise funds? Do they say he can't speak out on his own behalf? Do they issue a gag order? Do they issue a financial restraint order? Do they uh, issue a travel restraint order? Try to prohibit him from being able to travel in support of his uh, uh, campaign for 2024. Do they ban his international travel? Do they try to limit his domestic travel? So uh, watch for these things. Do they try to fast track the trial? Do they try to hide uh, exculpatory evidence? Do they try to put on perjured testimony? If they have a judge that is their handpicked judge, which according to President Trump, it appears that is precisely what happened, then what you have is a completely rigged case, a case with a rigged prosecutor, a case of a rigged witnesses, a case of a rigged grand jury. And and then if you rig the judge, then you can rig the jury trial itself. So uh, look for them to weaponize everything they can because they're that terrified of Trump. Uh, They're that terrified that if Trump gets reelected, the American people will finally have an effort, a, a man committed to dismantling the deep state who realizes his only mistake in the first term was not dismantling the deep state. Uh, He's learned the lesson that Huey Long learned years ago, where he said, I tried to negotiate with him, and now I learned that you got to crush him. Uh, Trump has said so publicly, said this next election, either the deep state wins and America dies, or America wins and the deep state dies. Uh, This is the deep state's last gasp, uh, empire strikes back effort to remove uh, President Trump from meaningful office in 2025. And just in case anybody out there was confused, the Georgia grand jury four person was literally a witch. It was this crazy dingbat woman. They put her on CNN, MSNBC, and she was she was acting out of her mind, deranged. And then people went out and found her social media, and she literally sends out witchcraft and spells and 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 stuff like that. So people, in case you were wondering, what does he talk about? A witch on a four and a four woman on a jury, literally out of Georgia. That's what was going on. Why would they? Uh, want- it's what happens when you know Trump calls it a witch hunt. It's what happens when huh. witches are actually leading the hunt. I mean, they say that this is Politico's headline. Trump seems to be the victim of a witch hunt. So what? So what? Again, I go back. The left's get Trump obsession now threatens the future of the country. They say so what? Hey, you guys are threatening the future of the country. So what? Hey, you guys are committing crimes. So what? Hey, you guys are abusing children. So what? Hey, the vaccines are killing people. So what? Hey, the masks don't work. So what? Hey, the border is open. So what? Hey, record fentanyl deaths. So what? I mean, I think you get the point. I could go on forever. But what does it mean? Yeah, that, no doubt about what, it. What does it mean that Bragg wanted him arrested today? Like, what, what was they expecting? Trump to fly up there on a jet and walk up to the courtroom to be arraigned? Uh, yeah. I mean, my guess is what Trump, uh, what he wants to do is likely he wants to perp walk him. He wants to do the whole media show. Uh, he wants, and it, which is not supposed to happen in a high-profile case like this. I was saying, the Secret Bragg Service know has that a Donald lot of Trump control. used to be the president. Is he aware of that? Has anybody told Bragg that he might not know that? The, I mean, I well, and Bragg is again someone who just a year ago said he wasn't going to pursue the case because there wasn't good legal grounds to bring it. So, clue the deep state used all of their pressure points. This is a guy who took a lot of money from George Soros. 
a key Democratic congressman that was orchestrating Trump's uh, impeachment that was key as a key deep state ally has been negotiating with him, as reported by Paul Speary today, to try to make sure this happens. This is don't be deceived. This isn't a New York indictment. This is a deep state indictment. But in the end, the indictment will be of the deep state itself. All right, so let's talk about what this might look like. Are they going to arrest him? Are they going to cuff him? Is he going to sit in a jail cell? What is Secret Service going to have to say about this? It's all kinds of messy. We'll be right back. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hey, everybody. If you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing. We've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. And discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away at SoupBeanSurvival.com. That's SoupBeanSurvival.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Sources say Democratic Representative Daniel Goldman of Manhattan, who prosecuted the first Trump impeachment and has been bragging to reporters about sabotaging GOP investigation investigations of the Bidens, has privately consulted with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg about indicting Trump. I mean, this Democrat Party is just a a hive of scum and, and villainy. I, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable at this point. And. Just goes on and on, and and I want to get into the situation, what Robert Barnes thinks is going to happen. Are they going to arrest him? Are they going to cuff him? Is he going to spend some time in jail? Because Secret Service is not going to allow that. So, I I mean, how do you see, this is like a standoff. I mean, how does Secret Service let Donald Trump go out of, I mean, this isn't the right word, but for lack of a better term, how does Secret Service let Donald Trump out of their custody or protection, rather, and, and, and put him into a jail cell in a corrupt district where, I mean, who knows? He could get Epstein in that cell. I'll, I'll say it. 
I'll say it. They'll put Trump in a jail cell and they'll send someone in there to kill him. I'll say it. You don't think Secret Service is thinking about that? What do you think, Barnes? Well, just as a practical matter, that risk exists uh, when you put anybody inside a, a jail period. Uh, no less New York jails. After all, it was a New York jail where Epstein did end up dead. Uh, as I like to say, one of the eternal truths, Epstein didn't, Epstein himself. But the, uh, so I think that they have great concerns. And again, this is something that the Secret Service has no training for because it's never happened before. They, w- this is never, no president has ever been arrested, period, ever, at any time. So the idea that this could even come about, least of all, a leading presidential contender for the next presidency. Uh, I mean, that's what's uh, incredibly unique here. It's not only locking up the former president, it's locking up the uh, opposition to the leading, the leading opposition to the incumbent president. Uh, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. So the, uh, the, the Secret Service has certain protocols. They're going to have to negotiate. The New York prosecutor's office is going to have to negotiate because Trump no longer lives in New York. They couldn't just raid his house, raid his home, raid his business. They couldn't and, 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 and you know, drag him out. They couldn't do that because he's not inside the state of New York. New York's jurisdiction ends at its borders. And while DeSantis could have said a lot more a lot earlier, he confirmed yesterday, at least, that uh, the state of Florida will not help at all in any extradition proceedings with New York, given the constitutional questions surrounding this selective prosecution and uh, and, uh, legally dubious charges being brought against the president. So because of the Secret Service role, because Trump is not inside New York, because Florida won't even help in the process, that effectively puts New York in a position where they are at the whim of President Trump in terms of the terms and conditions of his surrender. So hopefully that they will uh, negotiate that in such a way that we do not get some crazy perp walk, we don't get him put in jail, uh, but we're going to find out because the, as the it appears that they're rigging the judicial system and how the which judge gets assigned to the case. I mean, I mean, the, the random chance the same judge who did the Trump organization case in a biased way gets this case is is about 100 to one against. So that that tells me that this was rigged. Uh, and, and so the question is, does the judge abuse his bail power? Does the prosecutor uh, abuse his uh, arrest power in such a way to try to put Trump in danger? or just politically and publicly embarrass Trump, or potentially restrict and restrain his uh, his ability and his rights in that process in terms of uh, rights to bail, uh, rights to campaign. Right Now, some people have asked, uh, can they take Trump off the ballot? The answer is no. Uh, no indictment can take Trump off the ballot. No conviction can take Trump off the ballot. Uh, the uh, uh, presidential candidate Eugene V. Debs ran for office for the president while in federal prison. Uh, now, bogus charges, uh, the, the misuse and abuse of the Sedition Act that we're now seeing again in the January 6th cases, first tried against uh, Eugene V. Debs uh, of, just for opposing the draft for World War I. Uh, that's why he was in jail. But again, they can't, cannot prevent him from being on the ballot, uh, cannot prevent people from voting for him, cannot keep him out of the White House, quite frankly. Uh, so the, these efforts to manipulate charges in such a way to try to politically damage Trump and their ultimate objective is to try to uh, get some sort of sentence that they try to enforce to prevent him from going into the White House. But in the interim, they want to they will likely try to misuse their power to limit his ability to campaign, limit his ability to speak out, limit his ability to raise funds, limit his ability to travel. 
And so we're going to see constitutional questions come up right away at the very beginning of this case. If they make the mistake of abusing their arrest power or abusing their bail power in the same way they've already abused their prosecutorial power, then I think you'll see even more public backlash against this in the court of public opinion. But you're more likely to see a higher court, including the Supreme Court of the United States, intervene in the case and clarify constitutionally when can local prosecutors derail the entire United States government for a political purpose by taking out a political candidate, a political opponent, or a president of the United States. Uh, we, we just constitutionally cannot allow this to happen, frankly. Uh, and so I think that they, they may have to intervene uh, if, in, in fact, this case continues to go AWOL. Because, again, the president is factually innocent. He didn't commit any crime. Uh, Cohen is lying. Uh, Stormy Daniels has admitted nothing illicit happened. She was part of an extortion ring. She was the extortionist, not the victim. Uh, the, and so just factually, he's innocent. Uh, the, uh, there's confirmation there's no Trump text, no Trump messages, no Trump emails. Uh, that confirm anything in the indictment, according to recent released reports uh, and information. He's legally innocent because even if what they said was factually true about him, it's not a crime in New York. Uh, he's constitutionally innocent because this violates his fair uh, notice requirements under the due process clause, violates selective prosecution principles, violates the right to an impartial grand jury by how the grand jury was convened and what evidence was presented, including suborned evidence and exculpatory evidence excluded. Uh, and it's selective prosecution in violation of the First Amendment, targeting someone that they have never prosecuted for these kind of claims before for openly, overtly, admittedly, confessedly uh, political charges. So based on that, the charges should be dismissed. But we have seen what rogue courts do because it's the Infowars audience that's witnessed it happen to Alex Jones. And we've been warning Alex Jones is the canary in the coal mine when it came to social media censorship, when it came to the weaponization of the legal system, the same. Just as they violated his rights to bring motions to dismiss, his rights to bring anti-slap motions, his right to discovery, his right to trial by jury on the substantive merits, all of which was violated by both courts in Connecticut and Texas, we're now seeing the same political weaponization used here. And the only reason why it hasn't worked is because the audience has continued to support Infowars despite the war on the audience. The war on Trump is a war on you. The war on Trump is a war on our constitutional liberties. In the same way, the war on Alex Jones was a war on the populist audience. That's why if you continue to support InfoWars by going to InfoWarsStore.com, you can find products you like and you can give a nice big fat middle finger to the establishment in the deep state by continuing to make yourself healthier, wealthier, and wiser by finding products you like at affordable, accessible prices that keep InfoWars on the air despite the legal war against them. In the end, the best defense for Alex Jones and Infowars and populism is the audience continuing to sp uh, support the, uh, the, the, the means by which this message gets out there. Same is true of Trump. It's you, the American people, that are still the front line. This is the Revere Ride. Time to rally to the constitutional cause in the court of public opinion. Defend President Trump. Defend our liberty. That's Bob Barnes. We'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. It's hard to believe that we're already going into March 2023. 
and the world is an insane place. World War III has already started. Biden is a puppet and is dissolving our borders. There's mass censorship. James O'Keefe's been removed from Project Veritas. The list goes on and on of the bad things that are happening. But the good things that are happening is humanity is really accelerating its awakening. But those of us on the forefront are under more attack by the establishment than ever. That's why I'm counting on you to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and keep the broadcast on the air by getting great products at InfoWarsTore.com. And whether it's a final signed copy, they're almost all sold out, or the great reset in the war for the world, or Ultimate Bone Broth, finally back in stock after over two years, it's all available at InfoWarsTore.com. These are truly amazing products. So get your InfoWars products at InfoWarsTore.com and enrich your life while keeping the broadcast on the air. It is your decision on whether or not we stay on air, so please take action now at InfoWarsTore.com. 